Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning into this podcast talk. I'm going to see uh, what I might have to say tonight about work practice, so work practice in the Zen tradition. So in Zen, as you know, we're focused on completely doing whatever it is that we're doing. So when we talk about making any particular activity practice, this is what we're talking about. So we say when eating, just eat. When resting, just rest. When walking, just walk. And of course, when working, just work. Just absorb in whatever the chosen activity is. When sweeping, sweep. When wiping the counters, wipe. Chopping the vegetables, chop. Just chop. And when we say just, what we mean most obviously there is we do our best to not chop, sweep, walk, eat, and also let the mind spin. We do our best to wash the dishes and just wash the dishes. And we might be used to doing something else. We might be used to washing the dishes and singing Shakira or washing the dishes and hashing over the day. So just like with our Zazen practice on the cushion, there's a trajectory to this work practice. There's a non-linear progression. but a progression. So just like with a Zazen period, we might have those times, those states of mind, where, let's say, even the whole period goes by and we go, oops, golly gee, my mind was somewhere else that whole time. This can happen with work practice too. So, while in a way it's no different than Zazen on the cushion, we have this same objective of absorbing in the present moment, returning to the present moment without judgment each time that we find the minds wandered. 
And while this objective is no different, no different in Zazen practice on the cushion and Zazen practice in motion or work practice, um, we're in motion. Hmm? We're in motion. So that's one difference. And we're in motion um, often with some kind of goal because we're doing a task. So we're interacting with reality on this um, relative level as we do this um, absolute level or ultimate level work of just being present, just absorbed. Going to this place where the sane, the real work, is not what we do with our hands. Going to this place where that saying becomes true. Or the koan empty-handed, yet holding a broom. Going to the place where that becomes true. Where they're sweeping, but no thought, I am sweeping. Or no thought, I'll finish this and then my floors will be clean and that will be nice. (laughs) There's just the physicality. Just swish, swish. All the attention's in that motion. So we enter... um, work practice often by paying attention to the hands. Paying attention to the hands. Usually the hands are moving as we do whatever the task is. So paying attention to the whole of the body and then specifically to the hands. Watching the hands sometimes as if You know, there's a way in which this is similar to um, a level of letting go we do in breath practice. So the breath breathes itself. And we know intellectually we don't need to control the breath. We don't need to say, okay, now breath, like, let's turn around and breathe out. Okay, now breathe in. The breath breathes on its own. Somewhat similarly, the hands know how to do the task. Now, if we're working with a knife, you know, we want to be careful not to chop the fingers. But we can also enter, play with this reality of just watching the hands do their thing. And just like there are many techniques for holding the mind in place during Zazen, there are many techniques, suggestions, uh, people have from from their experience. 
for holding the mind in place during work practice. And paying attention to the hands is one that I would suggest. And then if you're engaging in work practice, we can talk about what else you find, what's helpful. Or, um, again, just like with Zazen, as the mind really quiets and you get in a groove, um, often this is going to be during retreat, <laughs> or later on, you can investigate questions. Who's the one? Who's chopping, sweeping, wiping? What is it that cuts into what? These so are the kinds of questions we can ask with the whole body, with the whole being, when the mind, and only when the mind, has reached a certain uh, settledness. But for now, perhaps we're working at and especially if we're engaging not in the context of retreat, but in our lay lives with an hour or two, we have to say, okay, I'm going to do work practice now. And for now, we're engaging on, in general, a more humble level. Our curiosity might be, let's see if I can stay right present with this task or treat this half hour where I'm cleaning my floors as zazen practice, zazen in motion. I'm going to put my earbuds aside and just clean the floor. Just clean the floor. See it just a little more here. Oh. So I talked about absorbing into the task until the until there's just the task. and no person performing the task. So that's one level. We're, we're working at many levels when we engage really anything as practice. So we're aiming towards this absorption in the task and exploring that territory when we when we peek into it sometimes there's an edge there to explore to feel into what does this mean what's the experience like to press into we're also as we in this example clean the floor or whatever it is we're Cleaning, and I am focused in this talk on housekeeping tasks. 
the other kinds of work, um, we can extrapolate and apply the same principles there. Uh, at, on retreat uh, or traditionally in Zen work practice, we pick very straightforward physical tasks. Um, uh, there's also this layer of, we could say, cleaning the mind as we clean the floor or clean the toilet. Cleaning the mind by doing this practice of emptying out, releasing thoughts, coming back to the present. And in so doing, allowing the mind to become clean and clear and bright. Just like we do in Zazen. So we, we engage at that level too. Cleaning the mind as we clean whatever physical thing it is in front of us. Another level is the more mundane level of when we clean a space. This, the cleanliness of the space, the newly clean space. Um, <laughs> sorry, the cleanliness of the space affects our mind state. So please notice this. When I come into my room and it is clean, even relatively clean, just having the room in this state and not a more messy state is more conducive to a quiet, clean mind. And if I clean it a little more, same principle applies. See if this is true. See if this is true. I really feel this to be true. When I walk into my room and there's not clothes all over the floor and everything's in its place, oh. similarly, the cleanliness or non-cleanliness of, I'll just stick with my room here, is a reflection of my state of mind. So the two are um, playing off each other. And then we can start to wonder which comes first, right? They're mutually dependent. If my room's relatively clean, I can take it to the next level. Oh. So I can clean the room to help facilitate cleanliness of mind. And I can also bring cleanliness to the room as a reflection of a clean, clear, bright state of mind. So play with that, play with all those levels and 
let me know how it goes. Well, this is how we um, come to understand the more subtle points of Dharma, and it's by checking in. Because in a way, this is all very straightforward and simple. And it's also true that it is multifaceted practice. There are infinite corners to explore. So thank you again for listening to this talk on work practice and um, <laughs> and thank you for the diligent work you do to engage this very life. <laughs>